Confessions of a Drummer, the podcast, back on the air. Nice to have you with us, us. I say the editorial us, it's just me. I'm Eric Flink, I'm the host, co-host, producer, ad exec, promotions manager, and stagehand for Confessions of a Drummer, the podcast. Well, (laughs) uh, not a whole lot's new this week, but... uh, did have some things I wanted to talk about, but I'll start off, I'll start off, actually, I'll say it right first, I'll start off where I usually do, and that's with my band, Odyssey, and things are progressing along with our new lineup, um, we keep booking venues, so that's probably a good thing, and the music's coming along very well, we, as I said in the last episode, we're looking to bring new music in, so there's definitely a learning curve that we're all going through at this point, but it's fun, it's, you know, engaging everybody in this music that we're, uh, it's teaching us how to play differently and play uh, styles and notes and chords and patterns and everything that we've never really done before, so it's been very enlightening for everybody in the band. Um, Definitely looking forward to our first, I guess you call it a debut gig with the new lineup, and that'll be July 1st in Riviera Beach, Florida, a place called Seaside Bar and Grill. Uh, 8 p.m. start, if anybody's in the area and wishes to check that out, you can check the Odyssey Facebook page for details. But we're definitely looking forward to getting this show on the road and uh, swinging for the fences at all times there. So, um, Yeah, it's been fun with Jason. He's been very excited to take on the project and get involved and uh, we're all talking on almost a daily basis about things and very encouraging and uplifting to see this happen with the band it's uh hasn't really been like that before not out of anybody's you know issue or anything like that it's just the dynamic that we had but this uh new lineup and the new faces well it's just one face but has been really uh, beneficial to the group as a whole, so it's been very nice. You know, um, not really a segue, but I'll follow it in. Um, I was uh, checking out Dead and Company, the uh, remaining members of the Grateful Dead. That's Bob Weir, Bill Kreutzman, and Mickey Hart, along with John Mayer, Otiel Burbridge, and Jeff Cimenti. Um, they're touring and they're doing Grateful Dead songs and the whole bit. If you haven't heard about them, you've probably been, you know, absent from the internet and life. But, uh, (laughs) they're definitely making the rounds right now. I was watching a live webcast from Atlanta last night and they televised it. They put it on their Facebook page totally for free. Didn't have to pay for the webcast so you could watch the entire show and not have to leave your couch. And, uh, in my case, I just left my phone on the whole time and just kind of took it in, but, uh, the one thing I did notice in the comments, there's like a running chat if you do Facebook Live, and the one thing I kept noticing in the chats is there's a lot of, and I don't know if they're trolls, probably, seems to be the nature of people with too much free time and just like to stir the pot, but there's been a lot of, uh, I don't know what the correct word is, um, division, among deadheads, you know, versus, you know, they, they, they seem to mostly go after John Mayer. He's the easy target. He's, 
you know, playing the, quote, Jerry role, unquote, and that's a very sacred realm to tread upon, but Mayer's been doing a great job with it, and I've, I've liked John Mayer for a long time, he's, you know, he's very talented, he knows how to play guitar, he plays very good blues, you know, knows, knows how to work it, uh, with the, the Fender mostly, that's what I've seen, but I've been playing a PRS Custom, uh, in these Dead & Company shows, and vocally, he's, you know, he's definitely noticeable, you know when John Mayer's singing, and he's been doing, in my opinion, a very admirable, admirable job with the singing of, mostly Jerry's songs, I guess, is where they put him, because Bob Weir likes to sing his own, but, um, a lot of division among Deadheads about having John Mayer in that role, and, you know, the old diehards and everybody, they just, they can't take the stance of, oh, Jerry wouldn't have this, and how dare they, and this isn't, this isn't dead, I saw a couple times last night, the, the funniest thing that I ever saw was this is a wannabe band. <laughs> how do you have a wannabe band with three of the original members? Answer that. you just throwing words out to throw them out at that point, you know? Um, it's amazing what people come out with on the internet, and I know that's nothing new, I'm not, you know, shedding any new light on the subject, but like I said, that's that leads me to speculate that a lot of this is trolling from people who just do that kind of thing. But uh, there was a lot of that. I, I've seen it in different forms. Um, I'm a avid fan of the Grateful Dead and everything Dead related. But so I see it in different areas and all that kind of thing. And it's been pretty much everywhere. I mean, you can't really hide from it if you're a Deadhead. You see comments on the internet all over the place about how this is. Uh, this isn't the day of the Grateful Dead, are you? <laughs> but, you know, just, if you're listening to this and you're one of those people, just back off. Let it be. It's music, first of all, and music is subjective to each person that it influences. You know, you can't sit there and say, well, this, this is something I agree with, so you should agree with it, too, because... ABC. That doesn't really work. It never has. I don't know why people continue on that train of thought. But it's it, when you have something as, I'll just say sacred, as the Grateful Dead is to a lot of people, there is an obvious um, uh, willingness to protect that sanctity at all costs. No interlopers. You're coming in here, you have to understand it to a T, you have to feel it. Well, yes, there are attributes of truth to all that. But I think you just, at some point, you just got to let it go. Because that's going to interfere with not only your enjoyment of the music, but your enjoyment of life in general. And if they're neg generally negative people anyway, alright, you're going to go on and do what you do. But don't ruin it for everybody. <laughs> it's just that simple. And again, they might be just trolling for the fun of it. They might not even buy into what they're saying. But, uh, it, it, they just have this, it's a, it's a very, very much a holier-than-thou attitude. They insinuate that they think they know that Jerry Garcia would be rolling in his grave. I saw that comment last night, to which somebody pointed out he was cremated. <laughs> 
that one caught me. I, I should, you know, you laugh about death if you want, but just the fact that somebody used the the phrase without even really thinking about it just kind of caught me. That's funny, you know. And it kind of, I, I, it extends over into the political arena. Now, I'm not an overly political guy. Um, I don't side anywhere. I really don't. I don't. I don't. It's just because there's so much, so much garbage out there. And sifting through all of it is a time-consuming process that I don't have for. Now you're going to sit there and say, well, then your your decision to not be influenced by the political process, pick a side, blah, 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 means that you're, you don't care about your country. You say what you want. I know exactly where my loyalties lie, and it doesn't usually involve <laughs> Democratic or Republican parties. I see, from my perspective, a lot of... There's good and bad in each of it, you know. There's, there's, there's certain things that I can extrapolate from Democratic thought processes, and there's certain things I pull from Republican thought processes. And especially with the political climate, at the risk of using a buzzword, these days you really everybody wants you to pick a side, and I'm not going to do it. I'm, it's just, there's so much division already, and then to see what people say about the other side, you know, just keep driving that wedge, and everybody's so consumed with being right, and I'm not saying right as in Republican, I'm saying correct, they have to have the absolute last word, uh, what I said is the absolute truth. You can look it up. My favorite thing to do to those types of people is I just go on, hey, you want to cite your sources? <laughs> as simple as it sounds, it, people just spew off any fact at any given time without even researching it or even researching it from a worthy source. And you can't do that. Back it up. Literally, back up your statements. Put it out there, but have something concrete behind it. That proves your point. Otherwise, if you spew words, that's all you're doing. And again, probably trolls. We're not as on the internet. Everybody loves to just say whatever. There are zero ramifications. What, are you going to piss somebody off digitally? Go ahead. I've done it before. It's not exactly what I call fun. Not to me, but I'm sure many people get a joy out of that. And whatever. You can have those people in all walks of life in different forms and fashions. The internet's just such a big place that they're everywhere and I get that but I guess my whole commentary is basically talking about online trolls I don't know <laughs> but there's just so much division and that's the only word I can really um, conjure up for the whole thing is just division among every American you know you got John Doe across the street with the Trump sign in his yard. You got this guy over here with the Hillary. And they get at it and whatever. It's the same thing in, in virtual reality on the internet. It's just people wanting to just slice each other's throats over this stuff. And, you know, it's, it is getting really ridiculous. And all the stuff that I see our president doing, me personally... A lot, of, a lot of the times, the first word that pops out of my mouth is why. And that's just my natural reaction. 
like I said, I'm not too politically involved. Um, some of the stuff I don't know exactly what it is, like the climate change, um, whatever that deal was that he that he backed out of. I I don't know much about it, so I don't comment on that, and I'm not going to hear. But there's just I've I've never been a fan of the way he talks. I'll say that. Um, just you know. He just sounds like a salesman to me. Uh, just a salesman. You work in sales. That's what you do. Going for the top dollar. Got to get that plaque on the wall. Salesman of the month or whatever it is. Uh, there are many other political sh- uh, podcasts and shows and that. I'm sure everybody gets their information from those. And this is probably the last place you're going to go to with a, a title like Confessions of a Drummer. But this is a confession, I guess. So maybe I'm sticking to the true spirit of it. But... I, I don't know what the answer is. I definitely don't have that. But I believe that the way it's going now is, you know, just the steam underneath the lid. It's just, it's collecting, it's it's boiling, it's going back down, and it's coming back up, and it's energy being converted um, under a lid, a pressure cooker, if you will, or whatever analogy you want to throw in here. You know what I'm saying? But it's going to blow up into something huge. And I don't know what that means exactly. Uh, I don't know if I envision Donald Trump in the White House for too much longer at the current rate. Because there aren't a lot of happy people out there. And stuff is being found out every day, whether it be true, false, or otherwise, there's stuff every day, and it's not usually positive. I don't I don't remember the last time I saw a positive headline regarding President Trump. And maybe I don't read the right stuff. Maybe I'm, should I be looking for uh, Republican-based news, Fox News? I don't know. I don't go looking for it either. But I just don't, I don't know. I just, there's a there's so much going on with that, and everybody's up at arms, and everybody's got the answer. And by the way, calling people snowflakes, hack, stop it. Can we do better than that? <laughs> what about pansies? Pansies rolls off the tongue really nice. You want to call somebody a snow snowflake? You're a snowflake. That doesn't what? Nice name calling. You you troglodyte. This is the stupidest word ever, and they and they love using it. Those, the Republican people, Republican followers, or Trump devotees, or whatever you want to call them, they love using snowflake. What is that supposed to mean? Hypersensitive? Probably not, because Democrats are going to just sit there and defend themselves, just the same way Republicans are going to defend themselves. Deplorables, snowflakes. Who gives a fuck? Really. Everybody's got the answers, but nobody's got the solutions. (laughs) So that's just me. While I'm ranting, uh, I've talked about it a few times on the podcast. Um, I do design work, graphic design. Um, I'm currently enrolled in the Art Institute of Pittsburgh online for a bachelor's in graphic design. Scheduled to graduate in December, I believe. They change it periodically, depending on my class load, but 
it seems that December I will be graduating from AI. And I've had design work come to me. I, I have a few clients that I work with and for on different projects and that. And I'd recently been introduced to a hospitality group. I'm not going to say any names here. I'm not trying to out them personally. And they wanted, they, they threw me into three projects right out the gate. And, you know, you don't get paid hourly for this kind of work. You get paid per project, essentially. And the first project that was was put out there was to come up with a template flyer for the live music that this venue does every week, month. I don't, I'm not sure the frequency of using this flyer. I would assume to be any live music event they have. But they wanted me to come up with some sort of template where all you have to do is change the photo of the band and change the name of the band and the date and time and so on and so forth. So I came up with one design, sent it over. They uh, did not approve it. Um, said, hey, you want to give it another shot? Yeah, okay, fine. So I kind of retooled it, put some different color into it, and uh, worked on the typography a little bit to just kind of make it pop out a little more, sent it over. Um, the, the response I got was something along the lines of, um, no, it's not working for the people here at the place. And, uh, you want to give it one more try. And at this point, I had, I had, I'd asked after the first, uh, submission, I said, well, what is it exactly you're looking for? Cause there, what I was doing was design that wasn't too complicated. It was just band name, photo, date, time, venue, boom. No different than any other flyers that I've ever really done. But I couldn't figure out, like, what is it, the style? Do you want this typography changed? Like, I'd like a little more insight to it. Never had a response to it the first time. After the second submission that was summarily denied, I sent the same question over. I said, listen, I'm really trying to understand what you're looking for here. Is it color? Font? What is it? No response. So I said, all right. Let me go into my third submission and just try to knock this one out of the park in my own mind because I'm not getting any feedback. So I went and did the third submission. It was something I I liked. It, it really kind of set up nicely and it was very easy. It was like a wood panel background, you know, nothing crazy. I actually took all color out of it for the most part and it was kind of monochromatic at that point with the wood panel background. And I sent that off and they didn't approve it. And... You don't, you never take these things personally as a designer. I've learned that from being a musician, actually. It's always business, never personal. So I didn't take it personal. It wasn't like my designs are bad. They just, they, it wasn't apparently what they looked for. But here's the kicker. When you're doing work with a graphic designer and you're a general manager or wherever, the excuse that I got from this person was, well, I'm not an art director. Um... Assuming that they didn't have an art director, but I need to report to you, you become an art director. And you should respond in kind. If I ask you a question about the color, bah, 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 you need to have a little more insight into what you want. You cannot leave it up to the designer and then keep summarily dismissing each design that comes your way. First of all, that's not fair to the designer because they do work long hours on those projects and you don't give any feedback. That's bullshit, first off and foremost. Learn how to communicate with your designers, people. I can't stress that enough. 
And I'm not being sarcastic when I say it because of this experience that I went through. Um, I had tried everything in that I could think of to do it. And like I said, the designs that I came up with were easy to work with, easy to manipulate. You, you, you didn't have to change much, just just like what he said, the band name and so on. But just the, feed, the, the non-feedback from them on these projects that I was working on and just expecting me to figure it out. If you're a graphic designer and you're listening to this, and I don't know if you would be, it's confessions of a drummer, not designer. However, if you are a graphic designer and you run into this kind of a situation, and if you're the first submission that you send and you don't get any particular detailed feedback on what you need to change, run. Or, you know, explain to them, say, listen, I need more direction on this because ultimately it's for you I'm designing. I'm not designing this for me. I'm designing it for you. If you don't like it, you need to tell me why. That's fine. I'm not going to have my feelings hurt if you tell me. But you need to exactly you need to ex- exact what needs to be changed. I feel like I'm yelling. I probably am. So <laughs> I guess I had a lot to get off my chest today. I I don't know. Um but uh World's going to hell in a handbasket. I'm just enjoying the ride. That being said, I think I'll wrap this one up. It's been 20-some minutes of me talking about all sorts of BS. And you're probably tired of me if you haven't already flipped over to another podcast. So, uh, Keep on looking out for us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Confessions of a Drummer or Drum Confessions, either one. You can find us, us, me. Anywhere on social media using those terms, send us a message, tell us how it's going, suggestions for subjects, uh, people interview, whatever it is, because we're still looking to do the interview thing, uh, like I said before, and we'd love to hear from you, so any feedback, positive or negative, is fine, and have been having some good feedback so far, so keep them coming, and uh, haters, feel free to hate if you want. No skin off my teeth. Until the next time, folks, this has been Confessions of a Drummer. And keep on drumming.